What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. You know what, I'll do it. I got this. I think I could do it. I haven't loosened up quite yet. I only took like those like three and a half shots of rum that I poured into a cup. <sighs> Alright. Welcome back to another episode of Bearded B-Roll. Uh, this week... I'm Kyle. Um, last week, Mike was Mike. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the things that we've, we've been watching recently. So, Mike, what have you watched recently? Uh, well, you know, the other day I found an oldie but goodie on uh, streaming on Prime. Motel Hell from 1980. I don't know what that is. You've never seen Motel Hell? No. It's this terrible horror comedy movie from 1980 starring... Like, nobody's super famous. Rory Calhoun, who I think was on Green Acres or something. I don't really know. And it's about this guy, Farmer Vincent, who has the best smoked meats within 100 miles of his farm. And the reason his meats are so good is because he mixes all of his jerky with, like, half pork, half human beings. And but it's, How it's old like, is this? Because what's really funny is the reality of there was definitely a serial killer that did that stuff. It's from 1980. Um, all right. And so one of the weirdest... Yeah, probably not. Um, but it, it's done like a comedy. Like Farmer Vincent is actually like a pretty chill dude. And um, what he and his sister do, they run the farm. They set traps in the road to stop motorists and basically take them. Um, and it kind of opens up with this girl and her boyfriend riding on a motorcycle. And they hit one of the traps. The boyfriend is injured severely. And so is the girl. So they bring, well, actually, she's not really severely injured. She's like got a bump on her head but she's pretty. So they bring her in like a princess, put her in the bed. And one of the weirdest things about this girl, wait, 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 is this like a precursor to a wrong turn? Isn't this the plot of wrong turn? I don't know. It's kind of the plot of Dale and Tucker versus evil, but that one's not really hard. They don't collect people. They don't do anything. Well, no, but they, they're nice guys. No, but the girl gets hurt and they bring her home to their vacation home. Oh, that part. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, wrong turn. They definitely set traps. But like, so do I think they the hills have eyes. No, but I mean, also the idea of like taking the woman home to like inbreed with her. Oh no, no, it's not to inbreed with her. They they brought her home and like let her rest up on the bed. And Farmer Vincent is like totally smitten with her, so he doesn't want to kill her. The sister's a little offended because I think there's a little bit of like an incestual inclination going on there. The inbreeding. But he's more like, no, no, she can't. We can't eat her. She's she's going to become one of us. She's pretty enough that we can. But she looked just like fucking Sherry Moon Zombie. It was weird. Really? Like, yeah, she looked like a sort of like if if I don't know, maybe she's a vampire and she is Sherry Moon Zombie. But that whole thing had me thinking that, you know what, this movie's actually pretty old and it would fall directly into like the whole House of a Thousand Corpses weird vibe that Rob Zombie revels in. So if he did a remake of it, I would actually watch it. But I'm not a fan of his movies. Well, I mean, if I liked House of a Thousand Corpses because it was just like a total throwback to the 70s schlock horror and Devil's Rejects it was, was like kind weird, of okay. Not good version of um, Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like less good. And then I, I did watch recently, not too long ago, I did watch Devil's Rejects just because I forgot what it was about. So I think I only watched it once. And that one's not that's not bad. That one's all right. I just didn't understand why Otis stopped being albino. After the first one, because uh, he was very clearly albino. <laughs> That's not how being albino works, though. You can't just wake up really? one morning and be like, "Fuck it, I'm not albino today." 
Wait, oh, no, no, I'm thinking of the clown. Otis? Because it's a different actor. No, it's it's Bill Mosley. Fucking Chop Top. Both movies. Okay, so, no, I forgot one of the best parts about um, Farmer Vincent's sort of technique. He doesn't want to just kill all the people he captures all at one time. So he has this sort of secret garden in his yard. That's like a, it's basically like a room made out of hedges with a secret door. And in that space, he uses a machine like a post digger to dig holes in the ground and plants the people up to their necks in the earth with like canvas bags over their head or burlap sacks and cuts their vocal cords so that they can't scream. So there's this weird sort of pumpkin patch of people's heads sticking out of the ground, just waiting until he's ready to like pluck them to turn them into jerky. That can't be good for the meat. And when he finally kills them, he he does it in a um, what he claims is a humane way. He sort of turns on this psychedelic light and there's like a spiral spinning around in front of them and they start getting hypnotized and he talks to them about how they're going to go blast off into outer space on the greatest high they've ever been on. And oh then he God. uses... Wait, wait, wait. Is this... Is he the leader of Heaven's Gate? <laughs> mm, well, he didn't talk about... That was Marshall Applewhite and he did not talk about castrating himself. So maybe not. It was only chemical castration. Either way, I don't see why you have to get rid of your balls to have fun and party with aliens. I actually know why they did that, but uh, that is not related to our show, so I won't say. All right. Or do you want to know? Do you want to know? Of course I want to know. You can't say something like that and have me not was, know. He was, he was ashamed of being a homosexual in a time when it wasn't accepted. Anyway, so yeah, it was it was along that. That's why like his wife lady, uh, the lady that was also in charge, they didn't ever like have an intimate relationship. Man, you don't know. They probably tried it a couple times and it just didn't work out. He wasn't into it. All right. <laughs> anyway, I think because he was also like a super. All right, this is this is not the show. This is a different show. If you want to start like a cult show, I'd be down. But no, I, right now we're talking about how to make your dick work when it doesn't want to, and I think that's a different conversation entirely. <laughs> There's got to be a movie where that happens, right? Wasn't there an American Horror Story thing where the one guy was gay? And I think it was Lady Gaga was trying to get... She wanted a gay guy to sleep with her, but it wasn't working. So she had her boyfriend try to get the guy hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It did. Because he wasn't he wasn't gay. He was bi, but clearly he had a preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the main... The main... Like yeah, it was the guy, Will Drake, the, hotel. the guy that, yeah. yeah, he bought the hotel. Okay, yeah. That was a good example of getting your dick to work when it doesn't want to. So ending a strike, basically. Just just add another person. If that's how that worked, that'd be amazing. Like, I'm having some real ED issues today, baby. I think we just need to add to the party. <laughs> I thought your ideal situation was the fuck circle from midsummer and having just a bunch of like ladies grab your butt I, cheeks. And- I, I am actually super into that. Yeah, no, no, that is a dream. I love that idea. I think it sounds fantastic. Amanda was not about it. I tried to sell her on it. She said no. Okay, so fucking Motel Hell. Um, designed, Designed to be a comedy. So anyway, he hypnotizes the people, and then when he's finally ready to kill them, ties a noose around their neck and like drives a tractor till it breaks their neck. And he has this whole slaughterhouse full of like half pig, half human torsos. Um, but he's I'm actually not gonna lie. that might be guy. pretty quick. That might be pretty humane. Did you just say yeah, he's no. a pretty good guy? He's a pretty cool guy. Like he's he's pretty chill. Like aside from the fact that he's like a nutcase, 
but you get the impression he says that his grandmother taught him how to make jerky or something. So it's like a like a cannibalistic lineage that goes back for generations. Apparently, um, he has a brother who works as a cop, but doesn't quite know the details of the operation. But Wait, his at brother, one point, sorry, his brother's like the deputy of the town, but he so he's not involved like intimately with the family business. But he loves eating that fucking jerky. At one point, Farmer Vincent says, "Oh, my brother's the biggest cannibal in this county." So that was interesting. Because he was trying to justify his lifestyle to the Sherry Moon zombie lookalike girl later on when he's trying to like, you know, have her join the fold. Nice. Um, but but by far the best scene in this movie was when these creepy ass swingers show up. Um, porn stash, chest hair, bald on top. The woman, I don't I don't know if she was a pornographic actress, but she definitely kind of looked like one based on, you know, like retro style. Um, like, and, like, IR, like IRL or like... So that's what her character was meant to be. Uh, yes. All right, cool, cool. I really understand now. <laughs> so they go in and, you know, they're like, hey, daddy, what's going on? Looking for uh, a place for two hep cats, you know, kind of 70s, like, bullshit Hep slang. cats? I don't. Gross, they got hep C? No, 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 I didn't mean that. It just meant, like, it was, like, hip, but I anyway. I that's what you meant, but yeah, you said hep, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, but it, that's how it was pronounced. And, they said hep? You're killing me. Which part is killing you? The voice or the, the, the tearing your story the apart? The fact that you're, you're like tearing apart this like lingo that was actually how people spoke at the time period and like <laughs> correcting my pronunciation of it, even though I intentionally mispronounced it to sound like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like you're just saying that now. So anyway, the, uh, I should mention Farmer Vincent is like in his 70s wearing overalls, you know, like the like classic old farmer look. His sister... I don't know if you've seen the movie Porky's, but she was the gym teacher that tried to grab the kid's dick through the hole in the girl's shower. Oh, I loved Porky's, and I can't think of that scene. Like, I know the scene, but I can't picture the face. Because there was a hole in the girl's shower that they were that they were peeking through. And at one point, this guy's like, I got a great fucking idea. And he sticks his dick through, and all the girls are like, oh, gross, gross. And then, like, the big, chunky gym teacher walks in, walks in and she's like, hey, come here. And she grabs the fucking thing, and the guy's, like, stuck to the wall, like, help, help, help to his friends. Because he's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to rip off. And um, then they manage to get away. And then later the woman goes to the principal and she's like demanding that he get every student, sorry, male student in the school to line up for like a dick identification thing. She's like, I guarantee you I can point it. Yeah. She's like, there was a, there was a fucking mole on it. I'll know it when I see it. And the principal's like, I can't do that. I can't have all these guys just come in and like take their pants down their children. Anyway, she's the the sister and she's got her hair in pigtails. She's also wearing overalls. Um, overall, both not attractive people, neither other swingers. The woman was passable, but like only by comparison. And she was porn star hot. Yeah, but that means like a lot of things, especially if we're talking retro. So the swingers are talking to Farmer Vincent. I should also mention that their farm, like I said, the movie's called Motel Hell. They have a motel. And the reason it's called Motel Hell is because it's supposed to say Motel Hello, but the O is always blinking and usually off. So nice. Right. And, um, the swingers come in, they want a room. Farmer Vincent and his sister are kind of like playing into them a little bit like, oh yeah, you guys sound fun. We're going to go fuck you. They don't say it in those exact words, but that's like the implication. And the swingers are like, oh, awesome. We're going to go to our room and get set up. We'll see you in a few. Wait so a they're minute. in there. So these porn star hot swingers. Well, no, the guy's are, not. Just the girl. Are down to fuck this, this couple of old people. Uh, this like sibling couple yeah no no it was like their idea they were fucking totally into it they wanted it like dtf so basically they go the um while while farmer vincent and his sister are getting like their rope and gloves and like 
gas that they're going to use to knock these people unconscious because they're totally going in the fucking garden. Um, the other couple's in there and they're like wearing leather. The guy's got like a dog collar on. They're pouring baby oil all over each other. Like they're just good to go. And then Farmer Vincent and the sister walk in and they have like the rope and the gloves and the oxygen tank. It's not really oxygen, but it's, I don't know what the fuck was in it, but it's not something nitrous. you should be, but that comes up too. And it's not nitrous. So they walk in with all this shit and, you know, immediately like should be a red flag for anybody on earth. The couple's like, oh shit, you guys are kinky as fuck. And <laughs> they're just like super into it. So the couple of the brother and sister go over and they start like throwing the people down on the bed and like Farmer Vincent turns the guy over and starts like hog tying him. And the guy's like, oh man, is this dog style? And he's like, no, nah, it's hog style. While the sister's holding the, the woman down, Farmer Vincent gives the gas to the guy. He passes out. The uh, girl's over there. She's like, oh my God, is that nitrous? This is going to be fucking awesome. Wait a minute. What's that smell? That isn't nitrous. And then she's unconscious too. <laughs> It's just what the fuck is this movie? It was just by far the weirdest fucking scene. And this isn't a trauma film. Mm. No, it could be. Sounds like a trauma film. Oddly enough, it's actually it's actually like a better film quality and just like production overall than like your standard trauma movie. But I know that me describing it doesn't sound that way. So I'd recommend you check it out. It's meant to be kind of funny, but it's got like horror elements to it. Um, oh, okay. Those are the best kind of horror movies. Are the ones where it's like. Either intentionally a little funny, or better still, unintentionally funny. And Farmer Vincent is like really proud of his smoked meats. That's why he wants to bring this Sherry Moon zombie girl in on the business. He wants to marry her. At one point, he she like realizes he rescued her, and she starts like kind of exposing herself to him, and she tries to kiss him, and he's like, "No, no, no, this isn't decent. We should be married first. Um, which is weird because he's she like exposes like her. Like her butthole? No, no, her, her nipples. I don't think a lot of movies show buttholes. I feel like more movies should show buttholes. Buttholes are the best part. That would actually be a cool transition if the camera like super zoomed in on a butthole till it was the next scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it goes in the butthole and then people are like on a train coming through a tunnel. <laughs> Can we make a movie? Can we make a movie like this? We should just make that one scene. I don't know. What would you call it? Into the brown? Train to... Butthole. Butthole. Terror train? Anal train. No, that's probably already a movie. Um, that is definitely <laughs> a movie. Not like this, You though. can say movie, but it's not like a movie, but it's a movie. <sighs> Man. It was, it was great. I'd recommend it. I'd probably only give it two and a half out of four beards, but it's definitely worth a watch. What do you got? I mean, because of your scale being four, two and a half is good. Well, yeah, because anything below two is like, don't watch. Yeah. So it still counts as like a... Two and a half is more than halfway there. I mean, if you want to really fraction it out, you can figure out what it is on a scale of 10. Like if that is something that's interesting to you. It would be. Um, I've mostly been watching the show Them recently. All right. Where is it streaming? It is on Amazon Prime. I don't... I think it's... No, it's not Shudder. What did I watch that was Shudder? I've been watching a bunch of things, even though I thought that I didn't watch anything. Creepshow was definitely on Shudder. Creepshow, yeah, but it's it's also, I don't know, I don't think I have Shudder, but it's streamed through my Prime, unless I have signed up for that and I forgot about it. I sign up for the channels, like, maybe once a month. I sign up for, like, a different I, channel. Yeah, I usually do, like, the test things, but, like, I don't, I don't actually know what I'm, like, signed up for right now. So I didn't think I was still signed up for Shudder, but it makes sense that I would be because I'm sure there was something I wanted to watch that was only on Shudder. 
Yeah, now I'm signed up for Shutter. It's like again. harder to find stuff now. This is why I miss being able to go to a physical place. All right, so the show them. So I started watching it because I I watched the trailer and at first I thought it was like along the lines of like Jordan Peele's uh, Us or something. But like with a 1950s theme. That was what I thought too because them seems like a perfect response to us and I already knew it was about race. Yeah, and I mean even even if you watch the trailer before it like really gives it away, it's like um, it, it has that vibe of like being like this this – like one race versus the other type thing, which I mean is in there for sure. It's heavily in there. So it's a movie. It's a TV show. It feels like a movie when you're watching it. it I, Cause I just kept watching it. Like it was, um, I still need to finish like the last four episodes. Cause it all takes place over 11 days. It's 11. It episodes. opens in with like, yeah. Uh, it opens with like a flashback, which at first, like I didn't know what was going on. And I still, cause I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know what happened to this baby that existed because they were a family of five, according to that flashback, and they're currently a family of four. But they all seem well adjusted, so I don't know if that's just a prod uh, a product of like that time period where like you just something bad happens and you just kind of move on because you know, like nineteen fifties America, like even even unrelated to like race stuff, there's a lot of like bad shit happening in like that time like because i don't know how like i don't know where the time starts in this movie because they go back and they have flashbacks of like world war ii because the dad was a vet in world war ii stephen king tweeted about uh, this show what show them oh really yeah he he wrote uh amazon prime video them starting tomorrow the first episode scared the hell out of me and i'm hard to scare bonus if you've never seen a bunch of extremely creepy white ladies in 50s dresses here's your chance yeah well i mean because it is because what's funny is like the at first you're like, oh, this is going to be about race. And these white ladies are like Stepford crazy type white ladies because they, they all gang up to harass these black people to get them to move out of their neighborhood. And the whole time, all the white people are still plotting ways to get rid of them. And like one of them involves like poisoning their dog and like they're escalating in the violence to get them out of their neighborhood. That's fucked up. And it's like, yeah, it's so messed up. And like the whole time you're like, well, if you're like a like white like me. You're like, wow, I uh, I feel like an asshole for these people being this way. But then on top of that, there was uh, there's a ghost. <laughs> so it's it's race and it's ghost. And then like the dad is suffering from the effects of PTSD from his time in the war, but not because of this. That goes actually goes back to race because it wasn't about combat per se, but the experiments that the American soldiers did on the black soldiers or the white soldiers did on the black soldiers. Did you ever see a soldier story? No. It's a Denzel Washington movie from like 1984. And um, it's basically like a, like a black world war two version of uh, Herman Melville's Billy Bud. It's actually a really good movie. I don't know if we should do it, but you should definitely watch it. Four to four beards. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, so yeah, the whole time this show just builds up on like the suspense of that. And then like the mom, they suggest there's like a lot of suggestion that she's suffering from mental illness. Like even at one point where, like I said, there's a missing child and there's a flashback that involves him maybe being kidnapped. But like the way it happens, it's like, is this a daydream? Like, what is this? Like, what happened? Where's this baby? Um, and the fact that nobody really talks about it until like there's like a scene when a cop's holding a picture of the baby and the daughter freaks out. But um. 
there's even like a moment where like the dad looks at the mom and she's like, what happened to, I forget the baby's name. Um, this is the Emery family. Baby Jane. There's Henry and Lucky. Those are the parents. No, I don't remember what the boy's name no, there was. There's a movie called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, no. But like, he asked her about it, like sort of suggesting that he thinks that she has involvement in whatever happened to the baby. And they came from like, like South Carolina or something like that. And what's really funny, though, is like it looks like in the flashback, it looks like they're in like the Dust Bowl. It, like it straight out of like Grapes of Wrath or something. So what would you? So, yeah, without giving away too much, it's hard to give like uh, like to describe this without giving out too much, and it's new, so it's a little bit different than like giving away a movie from the seventies. But I don't know. I would give this like a solid four. Like I don't get scared at stuff, and this scene had me like like there was a couple of jump stairs that caught me, and I don't I don't usually have that issue. But no, I'd give it I'd give it four beards. Like I, I, it's a great show. Like I'm gonna be. I hope there's another season, but I really don't know where it would go. Because the whole, like, I'm assuming that at the end of this, either the family dies or they move because of the fact that it literally, it starts off with them 11 days after moving in, like, uh, very Amityville horror type mm-hmm. stuff. Well, there's any number of ways they could take that, you know, they could have it be about, family. yeah, they could have it be about, like, Chinese immigrants moving to San Francisco uh, in the 40s or something. They could have it be about... You know, Italians coming over on a boat in the twenties. I mean, they could. I guess they could do like a prequel type show where they shut it up, like why the ghost is there. They could do actually. They could probably do a really cool one about like a Japanese family during the internments. Oh yeah. What do you have as your next one? I, I can go next if you want to alternate. But um, well, like the next thing that I well, the other thing that I've watched recently was like every like my daughter, my oldest daughter, likes to watch horror movies with me. Um, and like, that was like a family tradition for me, even though you keep saying that that's not a family thing. <laughs> Every time I say this was a family movie. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I wanted to watch tales from the crypt. And, uh, as we talked about before, you can't find those. Um, when we were talking earlier about complaining about how Amazon, like, I don't know, does like has things up that you can't watch or whatever. Yeah. Like Jackie Chan's who am I? Yeah. This weird downside to like streaming services where they'll post something, but then like you can't get it or you have to find it through another streaming service or like you have to pay, like buy the DVD and have it mailed to you thing. Like the original Dawn of the Dead. That's like the downside. The original Dawn of the Dead is still not approved to stream like anywhere. You just absolutely, it doesn't have, really? nobody has the streaming rights to it. Like I have a DVD of it from forever ago, but I mean, you can't find it anywhere else. You can buy it. Is that the reason? Because I've, I've watched Tales from the Crypt before. But I did it on YouTube, and YouTube people have a tendency to not so much follow rules until they get caught. Yeah, no, it's always it always has to do something with with um, the the streaming rights or the rights to the film. Like Jackie Chan's Who Am I is like my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Doesn't have a great plot, but it's got you know like same thing with Dead Alive. Dead Alive is like if you go to Amazon and search for it, it says like add to watch list video currently unavailable. Like it's just it's just not there. That's got to be almost impossible for some movies though, because if they're old enough that like. Like their their production company doesn't care, and all the original like people who were like owned parts of it are dead. Then how are you gonna ever get it to stream? Well, people still want to make royalties off of it. That's the thing that's weird for me. I feel like people would make more money off of Dawn of the Dead if they just licensed it to have it streaming on Shutter or something. Like why the fuck not? So all right, yeah. <laughs> so like out of desperation, because I just watched the new Creep Show series. That's awesome too. We can talk about that. I still haven't seen the point. second season, but I loved season one. 
Um, the second season that I saw, there's only four episodes so far, so I don't know if it's just like no. I actually saw something do it like live or whatever. No, I saw something on Shutter's Instagram the other day. They're they already announced the last episode, so it might only be five or six episodes. It's a shorter run than the first season, and I have no idea why. Oh, all right, yeah, because I watched the four. The one with the roaches was great. I you said that that's in our, in the original one, but I don't remember that because I watched the original one recently too. But I I. It's this asshole guy living in like a high rise apartment building and he's got like a super white room and he walks around like a germaphobe with gloves on and he's like got a roach problem. So he's killing them and eventually it, it becomes too much. But is that what the, the show did without? No, this guy hires like a, a pest control guy who's like super into killing roaches to uh, take care of a pest problem for him. And it turns out that the pest problem is a bunch of homeless people. <laughs> That's not at all what I was talking about. No, 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 I know, obviously. But uh, so, yeah, I, I know I, I got kind of on this kick for like anthology horror stuff. And uh, after we watched all the creep shows, I was like, she wanted to watch something scary. And I was trying to find Tales from the Crypt. And the only thing I could find that was streaming was Tales from the Crypt uh, Demon Knight. And I, I don't think she was super into it because, you know, it's cheesy and campy and it's got that little bit of comedy that all the tales from the crypt have. Bordello of blood and, you know, is also streaming somewhere. Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah. Billy Zane. I thought about, I think that it's on Amazon too. I think I was going to watch that one, but I was like, this one has twice as many boobies in it. And I don't think I should play this. <laughs> it's really what I got to think about when my wife's home. Um, <laughs> you know, there were a lot of, I mean, it's called Bordello of blood. So the expectation is that there will be breast. Yeah, like I, I forgot there was any in Demon Knight, but it's only like one time. It's been a long time since so there's I like saw one that. time of don't watch this. That movie's like, it's great. I love that movie. Yeah, I know. It's probably mostly nostalgia that keeps it good because I don't think anybody ever says that about any Billy Zane movie. Hey, come on. Phantom but, uh, was awesome. Yeah, Phantom, five out of four stars. <laughs> but um, no, e- easy. Demon Knight was supposed to be a trilogy and then they only made one. And there were a bunch of great movies in like the late 80s, early 90s that did that. Like Nightbreed was another one with um, Craig Schaefer. That had a lot of... Really? I'm surprised because like Wes... Or not Wes Craven. Uh, who wrote that? That Wasn't that Clive Barker? Clive Barker. All of his stuff is like some series in one way or another. Like in, in the way like Stephen King, all of his universes outside of the ones that don't involve monsters are linked together. Or are they? Is Shawshank a part of like the Dark Tower? No, Sha- I feel like it's not. You mean like the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. No, Shawshank Redemption was a short story and it was an anthology called uh, Different Seasons. Okay. Yeah. So, but like Wes, uh, Clive Barker did that with like everything. Everything was a part of like a, a greater series. So like, I'm surprised that Nightbreed isn't a bigger thing. I think it did get um, besides one. turned into a comic book at some point, but I never got to read any of them. Was it a comic book first? I know it is a comic book. I don't think it, I don't um, think it was a comic book first, no. And David Cronenberg was like the psycho doctor that was in it too, who wore the freaky button mask. Yeah. I don't know. While I was watching Tales from the Crypt and uh, and Creep Show, I was like comparing the Crypt Keeper to the Creeper or the, yeah, the Creep. Yeah, the Creep. And uh, Crypt, the Crypt Keeper's way better because, you know, talks. Yeah, but in Creep Show 2, the Creep was played by Tom Savini. Just saying. <laughs> or, or do you mean like okay. the Creep, the Creep in the new TV series? Well, in the new TV series, he's like definitely a puppet. No, he's definitely like a, a knockoff Crypt Keeper for sure. Also, like it's even funnier is are they both were they both originally comic books? Uh, yeah. Because I know Creep Show was a comic book, but then I didn't realize that Tales from the Crypt was. No, I, I have 
a bunch, a couple. I'm not going to dig them out right now, but um, yeah, they're nice. they go back quite a bit. Well, Demon Knight is about uh, I forget the actor's name. Billy Zane, not Billy Zane, the other guy, the guy who plays uh, I Am Death or whatever in the one Tales from the Crypt. He's in a bunch of the Tales from the Crypt stuff. Anyway, it's the, the main protagonist guy. Was it the guy that played the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or no? Yes, that's him. Cool. <laughs> anyway, so he, I thought you knew his name. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. <laughs> so it's him. He plays in the opening scene. There's like a car chase. Billy Zane's chasing him down um, and there's a massive car accident. And it's kind of set up to make him seem like he's the bad guy because he's, you know, wearing a like leather jacket and he's a little dirtier, a little rougher. And Billy Zane's like, well dressed and kind of looks like he's Indiana Jones or something. William Sadler. Um, William Sadler. William Sadler. Yeah. So they have this car accident. They both survive it miraculously. So it like sets you up to like realize there's something weird. And and William Sadler's character has these stars on his hands that keep moving around. And the cops show up. Billy Zane's like, "Yeah, I was in this car accident." And they're like, "How are you not hurt?" And he's like, that's not important. Where's the, can you find out where this guy went that was with me? And the cops like help him. Cause they believe him to be the good guy. Cause once again, he's like well-dressed and like, you know, well-spoken and stuff. And then William Sadler's character is kind of like grimy and it takes them all to this hotel, which is very, uh, from dust till Donnie. And when they get there without all the vampires and then, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it and she's all the second main character kind of, so they get there, the cops get there, they demand that uh, William Sadler's character give him back like this this bottle of blood that he has, and at some point the cops realize that Billy Zane's character is not not the good guy, and then he starts murdering everybody. Yeah, that was kind of actually an interesting uh, twist, because it's introduced like he's the protagonist. Yeah, no, it really is. Like, if you haven't seen it, like, so, spoilers, he is definitely the bad guy. And because I think also, because Billy Zane usually isn't the bad guy. Well, he was a he was a fucking dick in Titanic. Yeah, I was gonna say like something like that, but that's not really being a bad guy. That's just he was a dick. So, uh, I don't know where to go now. Anyway, Demon Knight, three out of four beards. Just give me one good audio clip. Demon Knight, I give it three out of four beards. Why do you sound like this? Because I had to make sure my voice was crisp and clear for you. Ah, uh, killing me. You sounded like Fred Sanford doing Clark Gable. <laughs> um, all right. The other day I watched, don't ask why, I watched Dead Man on Campus from 1998. Nice. You familiar with this one? I I am. Brendan Fraser, right? No, no, no. It's uh, Mark Paul Gossler, the guy that played Zach in Saved by the Bell, and Tom Everett Scott. I don't know if that's his name. He was the drummer in That Thing You Do. And um, they're roomies in college and... Why did I think that Brendan Fraser was in this? Like, I've seen this. Well, the guy does kind of look a little bit like Brendan Fraser. Anyway, the two guys fuck around for a while. They're screwing up their grades. The one guy's dad is threatening to pull him out of college. And then the other guy's uh, on the verge of having his scholarship revoked because it's an academic scholarship and he has to maintain a B-plus average the whole time. And uh, they go to a bar, they're getting drunk, and they're sitting there like, my whole fucking life is over. I'm going to be cleaning toilets. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And um, then they get into a conversation with the guy further down the bar who graduated from the same school they did. And he graduated with, I guess, straight A's because his uh, roommate had killed himself while they were going to school together. And there was like a loophole that uh, if your roommate killed yourself, you would get straight A's, you know, to uh, not have to worry about mental anguish affecting your grades. So then they set out on this uh, quest to find the perfect suicidal roommate who's going to 
live with them and hopefully kill himself. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's mostly a comedy. Um, it has a lot of people that you recognize like, hey, here's that guy from that movie that time. Like Lillian Marshall from How I Met Your Mother are both in it. Let's see. Who else was in that? Bill Hader. Oh, and there was a great scene when the guy with the academic, the guy with the academic scholarship, like refuses to party for the first half of the movie. He just wants to be serious, focus on his schoolwork. The other guy keeps inviting people in to drink and it's distracting to him. And at one point, the nerdy guy, for lack of a better term, uh, goes home with a girl and he stays the night and he comes back and his roommate's like, hey, bro, how'd it go? And he's like, I didn't have to do anything. It was just like time for sex. We're going to have sex now prepare for sex and that was probably my favorite quote of that movie prepare for sex well more like it was just like time for sex that was the best one for me but um the weird thing about this movie was if they have it applied if they had applied even like half of the attention they spent to finding the perfect suicidal roommate or convincing people to kill themselves to their actual classes they would have been fine so i think it was really a good example of like why practical education is is maybe better than theoretical so now it's like a pedagogical discussion but wait what like now you lost me with all the big words you're using uh it refers to the theory of teaching yeah i don't know what that means like when you go to school what is practical teaching versus whatever you're talking about i'm gonna break this down think about research right there's like applied research and then there's pure research so applied research is research that you do for a specific purpose like i'm going to figure out how to make a more efficient fuel for this car so that I can produce a car that gets better gas mileage or something. Okay. Pure research is more like, we're going to just gather as much information as possible, but we're not really going to do anything with it right now. And I, okay. you know, like in school, if you're learning economic theory, that's a lot different than like, you know, running a lemonade stand, right? Okay. So practical versus theoretical. Okay. All right. I got it then. Hands-on versus like, yeah. Okay. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Versus like conceptual. Um, that went a lot of weird directions. So dead man on campus, I'm only going to give this two out of four beards because it's not really cool to like find somebody who's emotionally disturbed and then encourage them to kill themselves. But the movie still managed to make it funny. I mean, this was the nineties. I feel like they did a lot of shit. This was like barely the nineties. This was 98. Actually the same year as very bad things. Now that I'm thinking about it. Still the nineties. Can't say something's barely the decade it's in just because Basically, if you do that, then every decade is basically year one because, you know, there's only five years, give or take, that make it not the 90s. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I get what you're saying. People think back like, oh, there's a very specific fashion for the 70s. Like all of a sudden people in 1979 aren't wearing the same shit once 1980 hits. And I get that. All right. um, All right. What about like, let's like finish it off with like one weird fucking thing we watched. Them. Them is the weird thing that I've watched because it was so much. It was too much because, like, the different levels of uncomfortable that it made you feel because it was, you know, like, horror uncomfortable and there was, uh, like, uncomfortable versus about stereotypes and, like, social issues. And then there's, like, the mental health aspect of it. It's It's got everything that would make you uncomfortable. Like, individually, each of the aspects of this could be a movie. If you had a movie about ghosts, that could be, like, a scary movie, well, obviously. Uh, if you had a movie that was just about, like, hardcore racism, that could be terrifying. If you had a movie that was just about people having mental breakdowns, like two people, like two parents having mental breakdowns in front of their children, that itself would be scary. And yet, they put all of it in this show. Sounds really fucking heavy. It sounds like a lot. It, it It is, which is why the first day that I watched it, I turned it off after the second episode. It was exhausting, I didn't right? watch it straight through. Yeah. 
I was like, that was so much. Because <laughs> it happens, like, right away. Because, you know, it's 11 days. They got to go from zero to 11. Was at least the first episode nice? You know how, like, when you watch American Horror Story in the first episode, it's like, mostly everybody's happy and you're like, where could it possibly go wrong? And then like, by the end of it, it's like everyone's dead and depressed. The very opening scene is the scene where the little brother is like abducted, or at least that's what they imply because other people imply other things later in the movie. What if he never existed in the first place? That's the thing that's messing with me because I'm not a hundred percent sure. Even though the daughter was like, put down that picture of my brother, put down my brother. And the dad did ask a question about it, but it's like, what happened? I'm going to have to I'm going to have to check it out over the weekend. It's it's a lot, but it's definitely the weirdest thing I've seen in a while. And I mean, I just watched Billy Zane star in a movie. So well, when I when I said weird thing, I kind of meant like more offbeat, low budget. Like now mine's just going to sound stupid compared to something that's like probably actually cinematic. <laughs> but you said weird. That was weird. It was weird. I I lived up to your request. Okay, well, in that case, my one that I watched today and i don't know if i'd recommend it i'd probably only give it a one and a half out of four beards but um it stars linnea quigley you probably know her from uh night of the demon and she was also the uh, girl that strips down naked and dances in the cemetery during uh return of the living dead i don't recognize her well anyway the movie it's been a long time since i've seen either of those other movies so. well i feel like you should rewatch return of the living dead at least once a year just to stay current I feel like that's not necessary. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but I love that opening scene with the cadaver that comes back to life. And like, anyway, um, the movie was called Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama uh, from 1988. Oh, you were, you were trying to tell that? You actually watched that? I thought you were just like, hey, look at this funny thing I found. No, Like I, I did to you the other day when I was like, hey, look at this funny thing I found. <laughs> I watched it. Did I send it. you the thing about the killer sofa? Uh, no, I've seen that picture for that one, though. So. Oh, I watched one called Drone the other day. That was kind of interesting. It was this like it was like if Chucky, like from if you had child's play and instead of a doll, he put his consciousness into a drone. Be like more useful and less useful at the same time because they break super easy. Yeah, no, that was the weird thing. I'm like watching the whole thing. Like, why don't they just hit it with something? Like he could travel really far, but like if he goes up too far and accidentally hits a ceiling fan, that's the end of his reign of terror. Uh, it was me- I think it was meant to be ridiculous, but it definitely did not come across as funny as maybe it should have been. I don't know. I didn't realize how many movies they've made that are in the vein of like the ginger dead man and uh, like the evil bong. Anyway. All right. So sorority girls in the Bolorama. Sorority babes in the slime bowl Bolorama. And it also had that fat guy from night of the demon who wears the pig nose. I don't know his actual name. When was this filmed? This was 1988. Um, They stick his head in the ball return and then he gets decapitated and then one of the girls who's possessed by an evil gargoyle they found in a bowling trophy tries to roll it down the aisle and get a strike. She misses. It turns into a gutter head. At least that's how that gargoyle described it. Gargoyle? Yeah. There was like a weird, weird gargoyle. And he was like, why don't you make some wishes? And then one of them was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to make a wish because this is going to be like one of those things where I make a wish and everything gets fucked up because you misinterpret what I'm going to say. And then the rest of them proceed to make wishes and it just all goes south from there. There's really not like a super classic monkey ball. Paw? Monkey ball. It's not monkey like... ball. It's monkey paw. Monkey's paw. I said paw. I said monkey paw. You said monkey. Why would anybody touch a monkey's balls? I would never go up to a monkey, grab its balls, and be like, grant me wishes. I was actually picturing like a classy dance party with monkeys. But yeah, that works too. If it was just like a shriveled up raisin monkey testicle and like you had to like rub it to make a wish, I feel like less people would do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just grabbing monkey scrub. Like, I will grant you three wishes. You're like, I'm into this. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think the monkey's alive because the monkey's paw isn't attached to a living monkey. It could be if it wanted to be. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting your bad movie description. That was pretty much all I had. It was just, it was bad. People got decapitated. There was a girl named Taffy. She got pulled in half. That was actually kind of amusing. Okay, Uh, because there was like a slew of these kinds of movies in the 80s. Is it better or worse than Slumber Party Massacre? It's not really relatable. All right, how about like Sorority Party Massacre? I don't remember that or one. Soror- Massac- what was with the 80s? They made like a whole series of like movies that were just like sorority and then something horrible. What was the soror- house on sorority row? That was one, right? Where they make you think that they remade that, didn't they? Like, yeah, early with something. I, think I feel like I saw that. Jamie Chung might have been in that. Right I don't remember who else, but I feel like it was super forgettable. That was the thing. A lot of these 80s movies were like meant to be terrible kind of trash that you could like dispose of and forget about as soon as you watched it but I, I feel like this is why horror movies don't get recognition for like any kind of prestigious awards anymore like it's amazing that like uh, uh, get out yeah but I mean no but in general like horror movies getting recognition and rewards it's like super rare yeah no it really doesn't come up very much I think The Shining might have been nominated for a couple but that's also more like classy artsy horror you know there's not a lot of like you're never gonna see well i feel like horror you can't movies, really call a kubrick film like in the, in the same vein as like like jason or something <laughs> yeah uh but i feel like some i think the only ones they really get nominated for are like special effects ones uh like american werewolf in london i think might have gotten nominated for an oscar it should have won because i love that it's like my favorite transformation i scene. always think it's funny that that movie is somehow labeled as like a comedy and like what's funny in that movie well i can tell you right off the top of my head one scene in that movie that's fucking hilarious the uh guy has a but what's intentionally hilarious that's, that's what, I'm, trying to what say. I'm about to say okay the guy has a dream when he's in the hospital after he gets you know attacked by the werewolf and he dreams that like nazi werewolves pop out of the windows and are like assaulting him and it's like clearly guys wearing werewolf masks dressed in nazi uniforms like it's meant to be funny okay and the guy keeps one. having visions of his dead friend who was attacked by the werewolf. And like, they make a lot of like comedic asides and stuff when they're, when they're talking. I don't know. I always saw that movie like more serious. Uh, remember like the, the remake version or not a remake, but like the sequel. The American werewolf in Paris, which also starred Tom Everest yeah. Scott from uh, dead man on campus. Nice. Yeah. I remember that. I don't actually remember that movie. I just remember it wasn't as good because American werewolf in London is like classic. I love that movie. What sucks is that one's so hard. Like, I try to get, like, Amanda to watch. Like, Amanda doesn't watch horror in general. Like, American Werewolf in London, A, is, like, a classic. And also, I don't see it in the same way as, like, a regular horror movie. Like, there's a lot to it. And, like, still, she's just like, oh, it's old and it's scary. I don't want to watch that. I'm like, you suck. Yeah, I mean, that's that's frustrating because there's a lot of great movies that are... I just end up watching a lot of stuff by myself because she doesn't want to watch it because I mostly just end up watching horror movies. Which is why I think it's funny. We're like, we got a show. We're going to talk about movies. And then like 75% of the time, everything we've talked about has been horror movies. I feel like we go back and forth, but I mean, we definitely we try. We, but like, we don't have as fun conversations when we're talking about non-horror movies. It's more fun to talk about like Friday the 13th than it is to talk about Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan's a better movie, but 
it's also really mm-hmm. fucking serious. Like, agree to disagree. Oh, we're not gonna have this conversation because I'll just edit it out anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up. Um, All right, this has been an edition, our first edition of What Have You Seen Lately. We'll do it better next time. Yeah, we'll be better next time. I mean, honestly, we should really like just come up with like a, a an episode where we just talk about stuff that we've turned on and didn't pay attention to because we needed something in the background. I did that with Daughters of Darkness. I like looked up and half the movie was over. I did that the first time I watched uh the first time I watched The Color of Outer Space. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Color out of space. The, the color in outer space uh, whatever. Out the of first space. time I watched it, I did it as background noise. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. The Color Out of Space. It's a weird title. It's weird. Um, you want to do the... Uh... I did the intro. You can do the outro. You knew all the things. I forget all the things every time, even though they're the same. All right, so remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll, and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Also, check out our website, beardedbroll.com, for info and links to merch. Um, and remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. Anything else? No, no, that sounds good. That's really funny. That's why you're better at it. Because you sound like a robot and it works. But what's funnier is when you broke in the middle of it and went, um, and then just went back to the same exact tone. <laughs> same tone, but there's just like this pause of, um. Like it was a human moment in an otherwise full robot monologue. <laughs> yeah, like it, it could have been like a pre-recorded thing and then it would have been fine. But then it's just like in the middle of it.